This is the show you have been waiting for, or at least it's the show that is on right now. Welcome to Bears After Dark, CHGO Bears After Dark, with my favorite person in the whole wow. wide world. Wow. It's a little too tall, I guess. I get it. but It's a very, lot to live up to. Well, you, you traveled cross-country to get here, Carmi V, Carmi Vitale, yeah. covering the NFC North for Fox Sports, our master CHGO contributor, drinking liquid death, mm-hmm. just came barreling into the studio in a full, I can't believe it took me forever to get here, but you're just like fresh and ready to go. <laughs> I, it's, I'm very excited for the show tonight. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Exactly. I wonder when is the last time you were here? Two it's weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. It's been a long it? two weeks. Uh, this is your first ever CHGO Bears After Dark, Nick oh, Parks. Experience. Welcome, Nick. Con- congratulations, buddy. We shout out everybody on this show. So you are our first chatter and you are uh, the man. We are, we're looking ahead at the Cowboys coming up with my buddy, who I used to do uh, radio with in Kansas City, who's now a morning show host and talks to Jerry Jones every week and, and the great Sean Sharif. So he'll be here uh, coming up in about 10 minutes. Corey Wooten's joining the show. Adam Hogue is uh, listed as doubtful right now because oh, okay. we've got some baby issues at home, but I'm pushing on him, so we might get Hogue ooh, at some point ooh, here. Kurt has a good point. Did you silence your phone? You know what, Kurt? You are. Uh, you Thanks are, for the assist, Kurt. Kurt, Kurt, silence it. mode is on. I don't know. I, I we're good. By the, by the way, do you uh, just not? Is that not your default setting though? It, it, it is. But I don't. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm not the most organized person ever. I'm getting better. Which, speaking of organization, when you start the show, uh, we want to welcome in uh, our DraftKings for sponsoring tonight's show. Oh, great. I love you, DraftKings. Uh, this is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And uh, we want to help you get rich, too, or at least make a couple dollars via DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's rock and roll as they are our presenting sponsor tonight. All right. Uh, we're, we're starting with the news of the week, and this is a relaxed show, and we're, but, we, and, but I want everybody, I, I, I want us to, can we be in our emotions tonight, Carmi B? What do you oh think? Oh, boy. Yeah, is that too much? I'm not a super emotional person, but I can try. I can fiend yeah. emotional. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like, I try to not, you know, I'm, I'm like a quarterback. I don't get too up. I don't get too down. I I think that like like it's it's a ninja skill to actually be someone who feels their emotions. It doesn't just instantly run <laughs> right. from them, right. you know, and right. it doesn't numb out in 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 beverages or anything else. So this is just water, by the way. Tonight we're doing liquid, liquid death. death. Is this a? I, I got what? something called mango chainsaw. By oh. the way, I love liquid death. I had to explain to Carm that it is in fact just water, and it gets its name because it murders your thirst. Um. Yeah, well, this thing is just mountain water. It's 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 drinking water from the Alps. It it tastes. It did. It actually does feel like it's coming right from the Alps. Uh, Nick Parts, I am not stoned. Thank you very much. I am relaxed. It's it's bears after dark. I give you a different feel. I don't I don't get as hyped as I do at noon Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, mm-hmm. and or pre and post on uh, on on Sundays or whenever the Bears play. Not that I'm not super geeked for the show because i i am I but, say, but you it's still go off the rails you just don't do it as excitedly yeah I, well i've been excited for the show all day long and i was out at bears practice today and what i wanted to start with uh even though it's a more relaxed show is the emotions and robert quinn gets traded yeah roquan finds out 
while yeah. he's at the podium, and he and he and he's got to take a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's, absolutely. Not it's no, there's, there's that's a, not normal. That is not normal for most guys. That is a huge that is a huge prop for, for guys Robert that Quinn. like have leaned on each other though. Like he has leaned on Robert Quinn. I feel like right. And so this was one of the like Robert Quinn isn't as much of a vocal leader. But I feel like he's the guy that kind of takes you aside. And he was probably a really good sounding board for Roquan. And for Roquan, who's still a relatively young player, that means a lot. Yeah, and let's remind ourselves here. Robert hasn't been with the Bears for 10 years. No. He's been with the Bears for two seasons plus seven games. All right? I mean, so he made a a large impact in a relative short period of time as a veteran as a guy who did not play great his first year, obviously he handled that in a first-class manner, getting to the quarterback in his, like on, on game one and then ne- never sniffed him again, but apparently didn't bring any negativity around. Then he was the best player on the field last year for the Bears defense. I just think it's, I think it's a, an unbelievable tribute to Robert Quinn. I might get emotional right now. I love, I love Robert Quinn. I did too. He's a, he was, I mean, I only got to talk to him a couple of times. But each time it was, he was just such a nice guy, and he was very approachable, very low key, very chill. I, and I, that this is the human side of these trades, though. It matters to people. It matters to families. It matters to teammates. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Robert's been in the league for eleven years. Has has you know not sniffed any even close to a deep playoff run, mm-hmm. or been on a team that can win it. So I officially am rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles once the Bears are not uh, in contention. In contention. So let, let's actually before we get to so Bears uh, the the Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams spoke today, and I thought it was maybe the most beautiful conversation I've ever heard from a football coach. I swear to God, Alan really? Williams, Alan Williams is freaking amazing but I also think we should play like I think I was the last person this was last week that talked to Robert at Hallis Hall and and had a little video with him I don't know if you're aware Carmi but I went around last week and I and I and I asked this guy Justin Jones about uh, I'm aware yeah I'm aware we <laughs> I, talked about it last Wednesday when you, after yeah, you did yeah, it. yeah so I asked Justin Jones about what is the first thing that he has to say about Bill Belichick and he said deflated balls which by the way I went up to Justin today and he was like he's like dude I knew exactly when I was talking to that camera that I was doing it. Don't you don't have you don't there's no He knows how to play the game. Yeah, he, he, he knows exactly what he's he, doing. He knew exactly what was up. We love that. Yeah, we we absolutely We, we love a self-promoting king. We 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 love it to the end of the earth. Yes. So but so Robert uh didn't did not do what Justin Jones sure. did. So, so this was my I asked him the same question with 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 Belichick. So here here was Rob. Robert, I'm going to give you a name. I want just uh, your 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 immediate Reaction. One word, five words, whatever. Bill Belichick. Six rings. <laughs> Six rings. <laughs> you, get, you give him his props. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of rings. <laughs> that's a lot of rings. That's, so, some, yeah. that's some serious success. Yeah, I mean, what's that? The, the most of uh, them and the Steelers? Got the most, so have one coach to have six. Pretty decent. It's you too know. many <laughs> for everyone else that's not with them. Yeah. yeah, appreciate you, man. So I literally, I, it's too many. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's too many for the rest of us, not for them. It's sweet for them. He's just a, he's a very respectful Robert. He is. Like I, you know, he's a. Yes. Did you get the vibe there? I mean, I think anybody like just anytime you see him on camera, like that's that's who he is. He's really nice. That's who he's he is. Just, Hmm. I know. I like. Uh, yeah, but like, he's. You still want to root for him. It's a good point. 
I'm yeah, I'm rooting for Robert Quinn yeah. to get uh, to to taste some success in this life. So, so team success. He's yeah, had individual success. Go go get him, ninety four. Just go out there and, and, and kick some ass. We're, we're Bears fans are rooting for you. Yeah. So all right, Alan Williams. This was today. Uh, and first off, it's just in the spirit of this moment, Robert Quinn, he's talked about how he makes the world a better place to be in. I mean, seriously, how many oh. times have you heard a coach say that about a player? So here, here we go with Alan on how, uh, yeah, better place with Robert Quinn in the world. I hope he continues to have a, a ton of success. And if, um, if more people were, were, were like Robert, um, you know, it would be, uh, a much better place uh, professionally and personally. Professionally and personally, damn it. That's so nice. That's so it sweet. Is. It well, is. Well, you also have to think, like, he was a veteran on a very young team. This is a very young team overall, very young defense. So I really just, yeah, the coaches probably loved that, given that they had an extra voice almost in the locker room. Yeah, that's a, that's a great – so that actually leads into a great point because, like uh, – I think it was Mark Grody who asked him, like, so now your job is harder. Um, and so, because you don't have them. And so he had a great response about it. So, hey, Alan, now, now, now your job is tougher. You know, how do you feel about that? My job is going to be hard no matter what. That's, that's, you know, that's what we signed up for. So it's an opportunity for, for me to shine. It's an opportunity for the coaches to, to shine. So I always try to take the positive part of it and look at it as a, as an opportunity and see uh, see what we can do. Job's tough. Opportunity for me to step up. One door closes, another door opens all at the same time. Uh, this is actually a perfect timing because uh, I can see that Sean Sharif is about to join us here from Dallas, and he's a very emotional guy himself. <laughs> so I, I want to just... And probably covered Robert Quinn as a member of the Cowboys, yes. Is, is that... Well, can we bring Sharif in right now? Sheriff, is that you, buddy? What's up? You guys got me. We we that we got you. Morning show host, one hundred five three, the fan in Dallas. My former radio teammate in Kansas City. This dude won a mixed doubles tennis championship in high school. Carmy V, which oh. I always like to bring up when I got Sharif on on the line here. You literally told me that via text. Like you didn't list what what he did for work, how he covered the Cowboys, anything like that. Sean, He's, he just told me that you were a mixed doubles champ tennis champion. Is what he told me. Well, let me just say this. Uh, thank you. F thank you for having me. You guys have a very impressive professional setup. I'm glad that Mark is sitting a little bit differently today. I, I watched your episode yesterday and his 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 foot slash leg placement really bothered me. I haven't seen a lot of guys sit like that. So today you he's sitting crisscross applesauce like me. What was I? Did I have it like like? What was I here? Was it was more it, underneath? The one was, was it, underneath. Was it this look? Yeah, was it, it, that? it was kind. Of <laughs> 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 so before he talks any smack about me, I wanted to get the leg placement correct. The other guys were going leg over, and Mark has to go leg under. But that's why we love Marky so much. Yes. See now, the, the, but this is what you've got to appreciate about it, Sharif, because he he, he I, I invite him on the show. It's a fairly new gig for me, so I, it's first time on. He and he doesn't just he doesn't just pop in here, no, willy nilly. He's gonna check it out. What am I going on? Let me do some research. What's Carm up to? And then uh, and then he's got a breakdown. Poor 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 leg placement. 
Well, I don't know what you want to say about mine. I'm I have now gotten the reputation. I sit like this because my feet don't touch the floor in these chairs, so I have to sit crisscross applesauce. And How tall are you? I'm five four five. Oh, oh, what, 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 what was that? Okay, well, all right. I thought you cut out. I didn't know if you were changing. changing uh, no, I'm probably five four, but I'm five. I say I'm five five on a good day. Five five on a okay. good day. Oh, look, none of us are giants, so hey, uh, to, we all got a share in it. So there you go. This is this is my this is the remedy to my situation so, is that I sit like this because it's much more comfortable. So Sharif, let me play let me play you this this soundbite from Alan Williams, Bears defensive coordinator, about showing emotion for loss is good. Robert King Quinn gets traded, Roquan gets emotional there, and then here's the Bears defensive coordinator, a unicorn in the NFL, talking about emotion in front of the media today, which I thought was just incredibly rare and unique and amazing. I think that's a good thing. Uh, some people say it's a business, but I say it's a people business. And so, um, and then I read, um, how do you take your emotions out of it? I say you don't. You let your emotions uh, show. Uh, so when you when you lose someone that you're close to, you show the emotion. And and back me up one more time, Stephen. Let me let me get business as business as usual. As in, it is not business as usual when a dude gets traded at the deadline and leaves the locker room. It's not business as usual. I hate that word where you go, "Hey, it's business as usual." No, it's not. Uh, we we still have a job to do, but uh, we we do still. We're gonna miss we're gonna miss them on a personal level and a professional level. So. I feel like we're on, on. I think we're making football a better place all at the same time. I mean, Sean, you're 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 one of the most gangster style dudes. You out the window, gone, dead, gone. Let's go on to the next show. You're out of my life. But but this is this is opening up a whole other thing right here. <laughs> Look, that clip that clip was was very refreshing. You know, wh- one of the things that's we're all working in a dream world, right? You can both attest to that. It's it's the playground of life. We're talking sports. But one of the bad things about our job, one of the very few, in my opinion, you realize it's a business, right? Like, I don't want to know that Michael Jordan is an a-hole. And I, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to know that so-and-so was a womanizer. And I don't want to know that, you know, this person was a hardcore drug addict. And we, we all grow up loving the teams, And I think a lot of kids nowadays because of YouTube and no kid under 40 watches a full baseball game, unless you're a diehard, they fall in love with players. So to see Roquan break down like that, that, you know, it it meant something, the relationship. uh, I liked it. I thought that was a refreshing clip. Carmi. I learned my lesson. So I, I, Sean, I used to work for the Buccaneers and I bring it up because of the experience I had there. I had to learn a lesson I got really close to the first rookie class I had to cover. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I got in with some of these guys. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, two years later, so-and-so's gone. This person's gone. Or, like, you know, people get traded. All that other – like, you have to learn that lesson very early in this business. And, I mean, that's obviously no different than players. And I think that this was really cool to see how much it does affect because, I mean, we're all caught up in the numbers on Twitter. We're all caught up in how, I mean, this, this made a, a lot of sense for the Bears to do, but I mean, it's a, it's a big loss for this locker room and you were seeing that out of these players and it gets you out of that numbers mentality where everyone is just a commodity 
now these guys are humans. And sometimes yeah. though, I like showcasing some of these guys are really great humans. I mean, you're talking about like some of them aren't, that's true, but some of them are right. really great humans. And you like to see when, you know, a player that meant so much to the bears in the short time he was here is actually a really good human. Yeah. All right. I feel better about this. I think we're, go- we're, we're going in a good direction. Hey, uh, all right, let's talk it, cowboy. It's better, it's, better th- it's better than Mark trying to, like, uh, put life back into Spygate and Deflategate and uncover more Patriots scandals last week as, <laughs> as I'm seeing him try to get all this dirt and, and make scandalous headlines throughout the country with his Bears locker room report. You, you, you best be respecting that, the fact that, that I am <laughs> – that, that for, outside of the fact that we're going viral over here and just getting all sorts of attention, CHGO National – 15 articles let's go uh outside of but 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 cheaters are cheaters sean sharif we don't we don't we they don't get free passes over here i and and i was just asking questions that justin jones went there for the record so you know i mean i i was so damn ass happy uh, you were you did. were fishing for an answer like that well you were fishing he could because he's because everybody wants to say that belichick is just god it's like can we at least acknowledge the fact that he is a multiple time cheater over decades of time and has lost draft picks and dollars and and and, and maybe just a, a a drop of credibility somewhere perhaps uh, maybe he, maybe he hasn't but i'm gonna reiterate if you ain't cheating you ain't trying see that's just so bad we were in such a good place and and now uh <laughs> hey hey uh is cooper rush a starting quarterback in, in the nfl somewhere in your mind no no no, come on. This is ridiculous. This is all this. This is the poison of Stephen A. and Skip Bayless and these shows that have destroyed what we do. The, 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 these, these, I can't wait. The day that I might, I might try to organize a parade around my neighborhood the day that Bayless is gone. But all these first fake shows, I call them, they're the responsible for all this garbage. Uh, Cooper Rush is not a big-time quarterback. I don't think he's a starting quarterback. And that whole Dak thing was a, was a fake controversy, even though some of the people who hate Dak here wanted Cooper Rush to take over. That final game ended that discussion. I mean, Jerry Jones kind of feeds this, though. He, like, he knows exactly what he's doing to keep the Cowboys in the headlines. So he's, like, feeding – he's stoking yes. the flames on this kind of stuff. So, Jerry – so I've worked for – what was then the Redskins station? I was uh, I was in the Ravens market. I was with with Carm in Kansas City, and Jerry Jones by far. We get to interview Jerry every Tuesday. We're the Cowboys flagship, and Jerry by far is the coolest one in terms of getting it. You know, he just wants you talk as long as you don't go personal. Yep. That's it. As long as I'm not sitting here, I can talk about the fact that he may have an, uh, an estranged daughter out there. I can talk about the fact that his PR guy may have snuck photos in the Cowboys cheater locker room. Now, there's a story that the PR guy is putting the camera up the dress of his daughter in the Cowboys war room. I can bring all that stuff up. Good God. Look at Mark. Mar- you can do it. You can do it with Jerry you know Jones. I did not know. I did. Yeah. I'm, sleep- I'm sleeping this apparently. Rich- yeah, you're just leaving on the Cowboys. This is the Rich Dalrymple story, the former PR guy. You know, okay. this was yeah. his This is his PR guy for 30 years. Decades. Who all of a sudden got involved in this scandal. The, the point is... You can say anything you want as long as you're talking about him 
and he absolutely look Jerry Jones greatest feat is not winning three Super Bowls Jerry Jones greatest feat is keeping this football team by far the number one story in the National Football League despite not winning Jack S for 25 (laughs) years 25 years y'all not even I don't know we can curse or not but you're cut you're fine yeah you can curse 25 years not in the title the conference title game and they're by far you know what the ESPN ESPN ESPN.com right we all go and do our prep work the cover story the other day was will the Cowboys keep Terrell Basham nobody knows who the F Terrell Basham is in the entire country but the Cowboys are the main story that's because of Jerry that's his greatest accomplishment despite not winning anything yeah recently absolutely agreed this man knows how to keep the Cowboys relevant every 365 days a year pretty cool some reason and look and look look, we have we have McCarthy on tomorrow we have McCarthy every Friday I'm fully convinced that Mike McCarthy hates the way Jerry Jones does business Uh, it makes his skin crawl and I think Jerry just tells his star players and coaches deal with it I'm gonna sell it you gotta have the tough skin absorb it and shut up and collect your paycheck and go out and perform because he knows what sells Mark you want to hear what the Bears offensive coordinator had to say about Mike McCarthy who of course he was with in, in Green Bay I mean you would think that he's, he's not going to say anything bad about Mike McCarthy. They're, they're, playing the, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. He used to work with him. But he really went over the top here. I, I, I was, I was going to send you this cut because you might want to play it on your show here, Sean. But we'll play it here right now. He's one of the most influential people in my life. There's no question. Um, uh, never had really a desire ever to be a head coach in my life until I got to sit in his team meetings and look at the way that he approached the team, talk to the team, um, the way he was able to be himself, be humble. I mean – one of the most influential people in his life. He, he loved sitting in the room with the way he was a head coach. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, you know, he could have said a lot of things. That was, you know, hey, Mike's, you know, Mike's a great offensive mind, or whatever, whatever it was. This was, this was, that felt real to me. That's some serious respect yeah. for your guy. Yeah, send me that for tomorrow. That'll be a, a great way to soften him up before we ask him the hard questions. Uh, <laughs> you know, McCarthy is still not totally accepted here. He went 12 and five. This has been a phenomenal job with a backup quarterback and people still want Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator to take over. Uh, People want Sean Payton. People want Dan Quinn. It's thought that, I don't know, McCarthy just doesn't get his full credit. He's kind of just a CEO, right? Where Kellen Moore is offense, Dan Quinn is defense. Um, and you got to win some playoff games here, but he absolutely should deserve credit. If you're going to get the blame, but he's still not completely accepted in, in DFW. Yeah, that's, I actually wanted to talk to you about that a little bit more because what we saw out of Cooper Rush, the only reason that these shows and whatever this controversy even was had any legs whatsoever is because of what the coaching staff I feel like was able to do with this offense to tailor it back and pull it back a little bit to what Cooper Rush's skills could do and make him look good. And I didn't hear anything about giving Mike McCarthy credit, giving even Kellen Moore credit for being able to kind of, I don't want to say dumb down the offense, but just simplify it a little bit more that so it could be run by someone who wasn't expecting to take the reins like that. 
And I, I, I don't know. I mean, and maybe I was just talking up to not being in Dallas and maybe that was happening, no. but you're telling me that wasn't happening and I don't know why. No, the credit went to Micah Parsons, who I heard you all talking about yesterday on the show. The credit went to Micah Parsons and the defense. And, and here's the big controversy, in my opinion, right now. The Dallas Cowboys want to be a run for, they want to be a defense and run the ball team. They want to be San Francisco from last year. Uh, they want to be the old school Chicago Bears. The problem with that, in my opinion, there's a couple problems. Number one, you have a $40 million quarterback, right? Dak Prescott is a polarizing topic for everybody, right? I call them the Dak heads here who love them and the Dak asses, the jackasses who hate them. It's split right down the middle. And do you hear Buffalo? say they want to be run first? Do you hear Kansas City say they want to be run first? Do you hear these other teams of $40 million guys say they want to be run first? Keep in mind, we have a running back that everyone wants out of town because he's lost of expl his explosiveness and his elusiveness. Everybody wants Tony Pollard to play over Zeke, which we may see against you guys on Sunday. But this formula is really, really weird. In a throwing league, in a score points league, the Cowboys want to have this thin margin of error by keeping games close and winning with the run game and defense. I'm not the biggest Dak fan. I think it's the wrong formula. I think you're playing with fire, but I think it's an indictment of the quarterback that they want to play like this and a credit to the defense that they love. So that leads into at least a little bit. Do you think the Chicago Bears can walk into Dallas as a double-digit underdog, maybe down to nine and a half right now, and – I don't know. Cowboys are giving up a lot of yards on the ground. That's what the Bears are good at. Cowboys, you know, they get to the quarterback, okay. Uh, you know, they, they've been, their past defense far superior. And I don't know. I, the Bears, to me, it feels like that 9.5 is a whole lot of points. I'm definitely taking the Bears to cover, and i got to give my predictions to uh, head of content tonight. So, But I'm, I'm thinking about actually picking the Bears. That reminded me too, thanks. I, I'm, I'm thinking about actually picking the Bears to win this game. Am I, am I out of my mind here, Sean Sharif? Well, before Monday night, I would have said you're stupid uh, and you're crazy, but that was impressive. I mean, that was really, really impressive what they did to the Patriots. And, and, and the Cowboys' weakness is run defense. That's why they traded for Jonathan Hankins uh, with the Raiders the other day. Um, and Michael Irvin was on, and, and he was asked, how would you attack the Cowboys? And he said, in the first quarter, and y'all might do this anyway because you can't throw the ball. In the first quarter, I would run every single play at Dallas. And I would send the message, we're here to kick your ass. It's going to be a fight. We're not even going to try to throw. We're going to run it and run it and run it because they are susceptible to that. So before Monday night, I would have said, you're crazy. Your offense is a laughable joke. Uh, your quarterback, you know, every week we do odds from Vegas. And there's these Justin Fields categories that they send us of over-under attempts over under the yardage. I mean, they're laughable jokes with the passing game, but the Cowboys can get beat up uh, with the run game. So I don't, th I don't think it's crazy if y'all come in here, cover, or even sneak out with a win, especially they booed this offense at halftime against Detroit. They were down 6-3. It was a 10-6 game after three. If Dak Prescott struggles and didn't, doesn't get out of this funk, 
that started in the second half of last year, I, I could see it happening. Did Dak ever get himself vaccinated? Do we know? Dak? Yeah. What what do you what do you what do you want what are you doing? Yeah, you want me to get in trouble with HIPAA? Like what 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 the yeah, I I I think he said yes. What's the relevance of the yeah, question? What, well, okay, let, let me break. Let me break. Let me break. Context. I don't know where he's let, going. Let me with bring this context into it. He, he I, back in an old shop where I used to work at the Great Fan Sided. He he was sponsoring. He was working with Sleep Number. We have we have him on, and uh, he's. I, I'm like, I asked him, this was in the middle of the pandemic, and I asked him, and he was like, uh, yeah, no. Uh, like, he, he gave a really weird answer, and I was, then I, so I followed up, like, I'm like, oh, so have you not gotten the vaccine? And he, and he, was, and he was just like, well, everybody's allowed to make their choices, this and that. It was just obvious that he had not. And, and so at that point, I was, uh, I was asked to not talk about that. I mean, that. everybody, all, everybody <laughs> if you go back to that part of the, like, and so, like at that point, every single player was like, uh, and then it wasn't until the NFL mandated it that they were like, okay, now we're going to do it. I think every player was like trying to stay out of the whole discussion. They weren't really sure about it. Like that was, at least that was my experience. It, it was, it was a different time, but I'm just curious. That's why that's so just, I'm just wondering, right, fast forward to today. Well, where, where, does where, it matter now? It, it matters a little bit. Does it doesn't matter now. Here's my COVID take since uh, car wants to go back. No, are why are we going back? No, no, uh, no. I, I have to make her uncomfortable at one point in every show. So, so, so this is so, – right Let it be known I tried to rein this in. So I do know for a fact one of the things that we focus on every week here, how, to, how our former Cowboys doing, right? Like we're pissed over the compensation that came back in the Amari Cooper trade. Fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick. I know for a fact because Amari didn't get vaxxed and he missed some time, including the Chiefs game, that infuriated the Cowboys. That inf They looked at that as you are not, your body, whatever, you're not doing whatever it takes to win. So I know that that played a role in Amari Cooper being sent out of town. What else you want to cover, Mark? You want to do what? What do you want to do? You want to what do relevance what? does that have to this game right now? Amari Cooper is not a cowboy. The, the, the only relevance that it has and is just. I'm just trying to give Bears fans some confidence that Dak is whack, and they're going to go. Dak in is the, not whack though. He's a little I like, whack. No, he's not. I really like Dak Prescott. For the record, I think he's a top ten, top twelve quarterback. I'm, I'm, and not, I'm not talking about his, his QB skills. You think he's top ten? As top ten, top twelve. I would, I, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you should lead the show. I think you should switch chairs and, and Mark <laughs> should cross both his legs up and you should sit like Mark and you should take over the show. That's that, that, not that you, well, uh, what's coming up, what's coming up in the next segment? Monkey pox? I mean, what else? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm here to bring every angle every crevice of this football game and, 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 and that was, that was one that was not going to be brought up. You're right. That was else. not going to be brought and up. I had it for you. That right was not going to be brought up. I I do want to talk about the now major. Now I got T Crane. Carmy greater than Carm. T Crane. I see you. Okay. Well, I want to bring up probably the number one matchup that I'm looking at for okay. this game because Sean, I want your take on it too. In that, and I by think the way, this T Crane just said yes, Carmy over Carm. So you just keep I, giving your shout out, Mark. <laughs> I want to talk about, though, this Bears offensive line, which has been struggling a little bit, and there's there's injuries. Lucas Patrick just went on IR, the center. We got a whole quarter of him at center, and then that was it. He ain't coming back anytime soon. No, which is, which is awful. But, like, 
the strength of this Dallas team and what has carried them in a lot of ways is their pass rush. So how effective can it be against a team that isn't probably going to try to run the ball or try to pass the ball a whole lot and is probably going to try to run the ball? Does that at all affect how good this defense is up front? And can, <laughs> does it does it mitigate any of the damage whatsoever if Justin Fields just decides to take off running with the ball all the time? Yeah, I think if Dallas scores the first seven, the first 10 points, if this is 10 or 13, nothing, then Justin Fields, he may get hurt. He may get hurt in this game where he drops back and has to pass in order to catch up, right? This is kind of the formula we couldn't afford against the Eagles. You know, the Eagles have like the greatest second quarter output of any team in the history of the NFL. And that allows them to keep this college offense going with running Hurts, and they can just play ahead. And we don't get to see if Jalen Hurts is truly that guy throwing the football. If the Bears can sit there and get out in front early and just have these 12 design runs for for fields around the corner, then that's going to keep the Dallas pass rush off of him. We're going to try to figure out from McCarthy tomorrow if they're going to spy fields with Micah, right? Micah, they finally made the transition this year. Go play DN, man. Go get the daggone quarterback. Don't worry about covering running backs and tight ends. But I I wonder what they're going to do with Micah just trying to match fields athletically step for step. But if the Cowboys get up a little bit and force y'all to throw, y'all's offensive line, as y'all know, y'all in a lot of trouble against these boys up front. John Sharif, morning show host, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. My longtime buddy. He's got a underrated underrated baseline jumper too. The forehand is a little inside out, and it's it's. It, I mean, back in the day, it gave me problems. Now I would. I mean, I think I'd be like, I'm thinking one and two if we played a couple of sets right now. To be, just to be realistic of where it would be. How I, much I, do you have to hear? How much do you have to hear about his tennis? He's like the. He's like the gray-haired media Bo Jackson, the way he talks about Add that and the and the table tennis on top of that, by the way. Threw in the gray hair after starting the show with my feet placement, leg placement. This has been a this has been a treat. This is your guest. This is my guest. I love him. You tease Uh, me on Twitter as mixed doubles. You took the first shot. Oh (laughs) I I did take the first shot. That's true. But uh, hey, real last one. Do you expect both Zeke and Micah to play? They're both nursing injuries here. Micah going to play. I don't think Zeke is going to play. They made a mistake continuing to play him banged up last year. He's going to try to play. Hopefully McCarthy sits him out, lets Tony Pollard get the carries. Then Zeke can rest for the bye week and come back for Green Bay. I I don't know that. I mean, you you give Tony Pollard 20 carries, then Zeke might be kind of out of a job. I like the Zeke. Yeah, the problem is Tony Pollard might get Dak killed. He can't pass block. But running-wise, it's not even close. Sean Sharif, you're the man. Appreciate you, brother. Talk soon, all right? Thank you guys for having me. Best of luck. Switch chairs. (laughs) (laughs) The sheriff weighing in. I told you it'd be fun. Yeah, that was great. That's my guy. That's my guy. Radio guys are always fun. Radio guys are always fun. Man is... uh, I've never. I, the reason why I like to get at the mixed. I didn't know. No. No. No high school has ever had mixed doubles tennis. That that's not a thing. But, appara- I, but I'm it, not as I'm not as plugged into the tennis community as you are. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea that that's, that's not a thing. Well, that's why that state title is just complete fraud because there were no other schools that actually had mixed doubles. Corey Wooten is here. What's up, Woot? Hi, Corey. Hey, what's going on? It's the Carmen Carm show, huh? That's us. <laughs> we, we. I love it. I love it. We're hanging out, a little, 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 little Bears after dark, 
watching a little football, getting ready for the Cowboys. Woot, what's your reaction? We got to get it from you as uh, to the to the Robert Quinn trade. Yeah, it, it kind of surprised me, but I, I think for a fourth rounder, I think it was a pretty good situation. You know, um, you look at uh, how Roquan reacted. You know, when he heard news of it, I, I think that just speaks volumes to what Robert Quinn was in that locker room. So, a leader, a guy that's a proven pass rusher. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough, but in the situation, you're thinking about the future of the bears, right? And Robert Quinn wasn't going to be there next year. So um, hats off to polls for, for getting that done. I was really surprised with the fourth round pick. I thought maybe a fifth people would offer uh, potentially a six, but a fourth round pick, that's pretty good value there. And my thing is like this, Robert Quinn has been so, so this, this season, but he's going to, he's going to go to Philadelphia and be charged up with that great defense. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off those first couple of weeks. Tino Martinez says, does anyone else think a fourth is lowballed for Quinn? I, you know, I, I was, KC Radio called me yesterday and they're asking, you know, should, do we want Robert Quinn on the Chiefs? I said, absolutely, you want Robert Quinn on the Chiefs tonight. And, and what do you think it's going to be? I'm like, a fifth? Maybe yeah. a fourth? Maybe? And oh, then, I think, uh, yeah, I think fourth was like that deal that you couldn't say no to. Yeah, exactly. At, the, at that point, you, you have to get it done, right? You know, if you're thinking fifth or sixth, you're like, eh, I don't know. But a, but a fourth round, that, that's pretty good value there. And, yeah, I, I don't know if they if he would have gone to Kansas City at all because I feel like their defensive ends are pretty good. They feel good about Dunlap and, and Frank Clark at that point. So um, hats off to the to the Eagles. I, I, I don't think anybody got finessed in this trade. People were trying to say, who won the trade? I think it was pretty even for most part. I Philly – they're, they're going to have a great pass rusher that's going to help them, you know, make a playoff run and hopefully a Super Bowl run. Um, and then the Bears are going to get a fourth-round pick. So I think it was an even trade. Go back in time, Wood. Anybody in that Bears locker room ever get traded where you came close to a Roquan moment? I'm, I'm trying to think. My time there, 2010 to 2013. Uh, oh, probably uh, Greg Olson. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people were, were kind of very surprised about that because – Look what happened. As soon as they traded him, Greg Olson became what, what we thought he would be. And he one of the best tight ends in the league. So Mike Martz was a little stubborn in some regards. I mean, he was he stuck to his guns. But when you have a, a playmaker like Olson, he should have found room for him. Because, you know, you, you look at what Carolina did with him and how he was such a utility blanket for Cam Newton. It was, it was unbelievable to see them two connect together. Was, was that more his talent or his actual impact and character in the locker room? I think a little bit of both. Like, I think he was still a younger guy at that point. Um, I think it would only been his fourth year in the league at that point. I think he drafted 07. I think the trade happened in 11. Um, but, yeah, the guys loved him. Uh, he was a great guy. He was, he's a Jersey guy. Uh, you know, Wayne Hills, New Jersey. I'm from I'm from North Jersey, so everybody knows about the Olsen family. Um, he was a great dude. But I, I think, you know, obviously Robert Quinn, I think, had a different impact than Olsen. Um you know, because him being the veteran is 12th or 13th year. But, um, you know, anytime there's a talented guy that commands respect to the locker room, some guys take it, take it personally. Yeah. Clearly it spoke, it spoke to their relationship. And again, like it's a young team. And so having that veteran presence, I feel like was crucial to them developing this far. And I mean, I, I like the trajectory that this defense is going in, but I do also, I mean, Paul said it, where he was like, this was as much a product of us loving the guys behind Robert Quinn and like Travis Gibson and Dom the working Dominique Robinson. 
and Al-Qadina Muhammad, who came over from Indy. So this now is, we're going to get more snaps for those guys, and they're going to get a lot of really good opportunity. This is right down Woot's lane, not that he can't break down every corner of the football field. But, I mean, who if you, who's your guess on who steps up the most here, Woot, if anyone? I'm hoping uh, Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson. Those, those are the two guys that have flashed the most potential. In, in my opinion, Al-Qadine Muhammad, I really had high hopes for him coming off the season he had last year as a full-time starter. He had six sacks. He looked really good throughout the year, and this year we just haven't seen it. I, I don't know what is going on, but we haven't seen the production. We haven't seen the pressures. We haven't seen the tackles. We haven't seen any of that sort. Travis Gibson has flashed at times, and I think Al-Qadine Muhammad has gotten the most reps out of these three currently. So I'm hoping uh, – you know, Dominique Robinson and Travis Gibson, you know, take majority of the reps. I think they're going to be the guys going forward, you know, un unless Al-Qadeen Muhammad turns a corner. You know, I think maybe this could be a blessing in disguise. Maybe with Quinn there, um, you know, was taking up some of his reps or his attention. And maybe this is an opportunity for him to step up. But, you know, I, in my opinion, I think the two best guys right there are, are Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson. I think the key for any of the Bears D-line to step up right now is to go over to Green Ridge Farm, which is a Chicago local and meat and cheese company, offering you the best all-natural option. you got to get your good protein going out if you're going to get to the quarterback. All-natural, bro. <laughs> let's, let's go. And by the way, if you're not on the Bears, it's perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, all-natural meat sticks, hardwood smoke for eight hours. They come with the chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno, cheddar, spicy chili. I love talking about Green Ridge Farm. I highly recommend that you check them out. Uh, when you do, you order three meat products, greenridgefarm.com. That includes a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Love you guys at Green Ridge Farm. All right. Uh, I Okay. I don't have high hopes, to be honest, for any of the either Dom Rob and or uh, Travis to be elite. But, like, like if we were going to grade them out, but, like, could they could, – could, do you see those guys, Woot, as, like – I close to frontline potential stars. I feel I feel like it's an enormous leap for Dom Robin of, in a rookie year to project him that way. And, yeah. But but they both have had moments of flashing that have been super impressive. So so I think for me, Travis Gibson has the edge for for what he's flashed this year. Um, you know, you look at some of the rushes he had earlier in the Green Bay game. Uh, he's been the most consistent rusher uh, besides Robert Quinn, in my opinion. You know, Dominique Robinson has flashed a bunch. But he really hasn't played that much at true defensive end. So I think he's 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 kind of like a Daniel Hunter, right? A guy that that we drafted off a lot of potential, right? Is is a great athlete, has all the physical tools, but really hasn't had the production in college. So that's what they were going for with this pick. And we see it, right? He just needs more reps. And I think this could be a blessing in disguise for a guy like him, right? Where he wasn't getting as many reps when Robert Quinn's there, because you know the savvy vets, the pass rushers, they're gonna take every rep they can. You know, Jared Allen was notorious for that towards the end of his career. He didn't have that same burst and things off the edge, but he would try to take every snap. So this could be a blessing in disguise for a guy like Dominique Robinson uh, to really get those those playing reps. That's something he needs because he really hasn't played that much at defensive end. I got a different direction unless you want to weigh in on that, Carmi. No, I, I had another direction, though. What's your direction? Well, mine was about the Cowboys because I really want to ask Woot about Micah Parsons. Ask. Woot. <laughs> Make me feel better about Micah Parsons coming in and Killing the Bears' O-line. Okay, so so I, I think this game, 
it is, is Luke Getze's most important game as a play caller, right? I feel like he stepped up huge in this Patriots game. He showed something that we hadn't seen all season. He's like, listen, let me take the pressure off the offensive line for the most part, right? Borum, Borum got, you know, handled a few times, but his game plan was great, right? Especially from that first series. Get Justin Fields on the move. Let's get the sprint outs. Let's get a naked. Let's really work the run. Let's work the play action. Let's take the pressure off the old line and Justin Fields, right? And that's even more critical this week, right? How do you take, and, and Micah Parsons is, is one piece of that, right? They have Williams as well, uh, Tank yes. Lawrence. Yeah, They're a very Lawrence. talented front. They're, they're probably the, the best trio of defensive ends, in my opinion, in the league. So it's, it's critical for Luke Getze to really have this game plan on lock, right? Really work on the running game. Get the sprint outs, get the boots, get that going, and take the pressure off the offensive line as well as working that play action. So we're going to see him as a play caller because everyone has been talking about he's a genius. Last week, I felt like his, his game plan was amazing, right? But how against an even better defensive line, right? Last week, really, Matthew Judon was the bright spot for that Patriots. But now we have three really talented pass rushers. How are you going to game plan to, to Justin Fields' strengths and to protect that offensive line? I think that's a good point because I've been saying that too. It's not just Micah Parsons. Like, he gets all the credit, but obviously he's not Micah Parsons without those other guys. And I also think that, I, you know, Luke Getze deserves a lot of credit for what he did last week. That being said, though, I think they had the element of surprise last week. Even Belichick said it after the game that they weren't expecting Justin Fields to have all these design runs and to kind of run that offense like that because that's not something we typically see in that McVay-Shanahan offense is like is the nakeds and all that kind of stuff from the quarterback because usually those quarterbacks can't do it. So now without the element of surprise is that, you know, did Dallas go back to the drawing board and was like, oh, we need to account for this now and and do all that kind of in, in how they're going to attack this Bears, deep, this Bears yeah. offense? So, so I'll tell you, as a former defensive lineman, you hated going against a guy like Justin Fields, right? Because it, it, it makes you want to pull your hair out because you're so nervous about what he can do with his feet that it affects everything else. You have you have different calls, different reads you're going to do. You have a spy guy, a guy that's normally in coverage, that, that's worrying about him. The defensive end normally crashes down on the dive and they're like, nope, you're just running up to the level of the quarter. So there's so many things that just the threat of him running can get in the, the, the head of the defensive lineman or that defensive scheme. So I, I think Justin Fields is one of those those uh, quarterbacks that the defenses are, are trying to game plan for and are staying up all night about because of what he can do with his feet. You saw the scramble plays. That's unbelievable. Like, not not too many quarterbacks can do that. I mean, he is Lamar Jackson-esque, so it's, it's unbelievable to see. So I think Dallas, hey, they, they know that the offensive line – isn't isn't up to par right but the thing is justin fields is a guy that potentially scares them a lot all right right turn the kansas city chiefs they traded for Kadarius tony from the new york giants yes. all right they gave up two 2023 draft picks doing the third round conditional pick and a 2023 six-round selection, all right? Third and a six. Now, he's had a, done nothing this year. He's been hurt. But young player, they obviously believe in the talent. I'm looking at uh, where the Chief, what the Chiefs did in the offseason, right? Mm -hmm. what, what, what did they do as far as receivers were concerned? They, they went out and they get Juju Smith-Schuster, 
and they get Marquez Valdez. Okay, and they didn't they didn't pay huge dough no. for for either of them. They were both free agents, and I you know, and I'm looking at them making this trade, and I and I'm just thinking to myself, self, w- could the Bears have been in there just a little bit here and just paid a little bit more for either of them and made this a little bit easier on Justin Fields? Am I missing something? They had less cap space, right? I get that, but I don't know. It, it's it's a little it. And, and I'm not saying that those guys are going to pick coming to Chicago over going to Kansas City, but if you if you gave them a little more money, they probably would. So I don't know. What's the incentive to do that though, right now for the Bears? The, be so you, Woot, um, you can take the, take that yeah, question so, for me. So, the, so the, I'm, I'm going I'm to say like this. So yeah. so coming into the season, right? I think a lot of people were very excited for for Justin Fields' progression, what they saw last year, and about what he could potentially do. So I think a lot of people, you know, if the money was right, they could potentially go into the Chicago situation excited, right? To to you know, a guy like Juju Smith Schuster, right, trying to prove that he can be a number one receiver, right? This would have been the perfect opportunity here, right? So I, I would have liked that potential. Um, so I, I think a lot of people would have loved to play with with Justin Fields just based off what he did last year. And everyone kind of made the comparison, like, in the offseason. What team would you rather uh, be a head coach to, you know, uh, the Giants or the Bears, you know, based on their quarterback position? And and so many people are always saying, Justin Fields, 100%. Daniel Jones, he's been there for four years. He really hasn't proved much. What we've seen from Justin Fields in this limited time in a year, we love what he's seen from. So I think Justin Fields, like, in my opinion, you know, Chicago Bears fans or analysts, whatever they feel about him, like you may not be the guy or whatever, he has all the tools. I think he will be that guy. It's just about this franchise surrounding him with the talent. And, Carm, you brought up receiver, but I can make an argument that I think the tight end position is is more important because you look at the Chiefs, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, he hasn't lit it up. Valdez Scanning hasn't lit it up. But you look who has lit it up, Travis Kelsey, Right. You you look at the great teams with quarterbacks playing well, the tight end is usually one of the most important positions because you get the ball in the red zone, and what do most teams do? They struggle in the red zone, right? And who is that security blanket for a quarterback in the red zone? That tight end. Travis Kelsey, the one game, he had maybe 60 yards receiving, but what do he have? Four touchdowns in the red zone. So that's what's most important. That's what we thought. Yeah, 25 yards total, and he had four touchdowns. Yeah. I was giving him more of that, but but you, we look at what we thought Cole Komet would do, right? After last year, he looked pretty good in, in, in limited action and, and whatnot, and he really hasn't capitalized in the red zone. A lot of that's not on him. You know, Luke Getze has to be better with game planning in the red zone, but every quarterback needs a good tight end target. And, and you know this, look at Brady without Gronk. He's struggling. He is struggling, right? Gronk was that security blanket. There's you know... There. You know what you get, you know? But, I mean, like, that's why Brady has been struggling. He does not have Gronk. Gronk was so valuable to him, and I think people sleep on the importance of a great tight end. So, Getsy tripped over himself today, Wood, in complimenting Komet when he was asked, hey, hey, uh, Luke, Cole's only got 12 catches. Uh, and, and he, I forget what was asked after that, but it's like, and Getsy's like, hey, I love Cole Komet. I love Cole Komet as a blocker. I have no idea how many catches he has. I'm surprised by that number when you say that. I love his leadership in the locker room. And I I, I fall for these things, I'll admit it. Like maybe he's just being nice to a teammate in front of the media. But it seemed real it seemed real to me that he likes nah, his tight that's end. Deflecting. You you know, listen, as a coordinator, as a position coach, 
analytics tells you all that info. So you know going into every game how many targets this person had, how many catches. And, yeah, Komet has been great as a blocker, right? That's that's fine. But we thought we'd take the next step as, as a pass catcher, right? Because, like I said, every good quarterback has that security blanket in the red zone with a tight end. And we, he just hasn't had the targets. You know, most of that's on Getze. We have to find a way to get him going because it's going to help Justin Fields out in the red zone. By the way, Bragg's in the stands. Uh, Bragg's, we miss you, and you've been on fire in the chat tonight. <laughs> so just just know that I'm watching everything well, you say. What, what has he been saying? What has he been uh, saying? I haven't he's... seen any of that. He's been saying Carm sucks. Then he's saying Carm's great. Now then, then he's he's throwing in. He's he's reminding everybody that Amir Smith Marset is on the Chiefs practice squad, which is an actually great uh, point. That uh, of course Braggs can't spell. His name is not spelled A M I R. It's I H M I R. But that's okay. You know, we, we all you know some of us you know, pay attention to the details and other of us have to like you know have a wall torn down because they weren't paying attention to the detail and have to redo it. Oh, is that a good shot by Carmen? Wow. Wow. Is that... Wow. Wow. Am I impressed by myself at, right threw, now? You threw a brick at him, man. You threw a brick at him. You know, not, not, not one of those, those uh, fake bricks. You threw a real brick right that, at that him. Was, that was, that probably was slightly uncalled for. But, but okay. Uh, I just back to the receiving. Juju's having a good year, Woot. He's been. He, he's, he is. He is. He's having a solid year. But but you got you got to look at it like I'm I'm telling you the tight end takes so much pressure off that like and people fail to realize that you look at George Kittle you know what he's doing over there I know the Niners record has been up and down but you look at all the teams that have really good tight ends you know and and when the Dolphins were rocking Mike Gesicki right you know that well why not throw why not throw a number maybe for 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 Gesicki in the trade right. He's still a younger guy. He can stretch the field. He's great in the red zone. Why, why not, right? He's a Penn State guy, Big Ten, mid, Midwest <laughs> kind of, like, you know, played most of his games in the Midwest. You know, Penn, Penn State's over there. But well, why, why not Why not take a shot, right? Shoot or shoot. Come on, Pose. Shoot your I, shot, baby. I, like, I, I think the tight ends are very much underappreciated, underutilized, just given the mismatches that they can create. And you see that in these guys, in the receiving game especially. I do think they also go very much unnoticed in the blocking game and what they can bring to an offensive line. And especially, we're talking about a Bears offensive line that has had a lot of shuffling around and is struggling a little bit. Like Protection isn't just the offensive line, right? It's the tight ends. It's, it's the running backs even. But when you get a really good blocking tight end, which don't, exist as much anymore I've had conversations with tight ends coaches about this that true why like blocking and receiving tight ends it just doesn't it doesn't come out of college these guys don't come out of college ready to go like that you need to develop that in the league and so if you can get there with a guy um, which I think like Gasicki's doing a really good job of that obviously even Travis Kelsey he's more of a receiver I don't know we don't really talk about him as a blocker but like that's why it was so cool to watch Gronk play because Gronk was arguably the best blocking tight end along with being arguably the best receiving tight end. And when you have guys like Without that, a doubt. the defense just doesn't know what to do with them. What do you put on them? You put a linebacker? No, they're faster than that. You put a safety? No, they're bigger than that. What do you put on those guys? Yeah, no, like Gronk was the last of, of like the dying breed of true tight ends that can block and stretch the field. You know, I don't see too many of those. Like even even if you look at straight blockers nowadays, like usually they bring in an extra tackle. Like Mercedes Lewis, in my opinion, yep. is one of the last true blocking tight ends playing for Green Bay right now. I think he's in his like 15th year. Unbelievable. Like I played against him 
unbelievable locker when he played for the Jaguars. Like that's a guy that you you had to bring your lunch pail on because he's basically like an extra lineman, you know. So uh, yeah, usually usually tight ends nowadays, like you know, most most defensive ends and and D line coaches, they get mad if people get blocked by a tight end because you're like, this is a pass catcher now. This is a glorified wide receiver. So you get driven back by him. Nah, that ain't happening because most of the time they they usually don't want to block. They want to catch the ball. They're right. they're basically receivers. They want the gaudy stats for sure. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, I mean, like, but I mean, there's so many there's so many benefits to bringing in a tight end that can block over like an extra offensive lineman because then the defense doesn't know what that tight end is there to do. You bring in an extra lineman, you know he's in there to block. You don't know what that tight end is about to do. I just, I like, I like these conversations all day with just standard people in your life. Do you like, like, are you, are you hanging out? Like when you're at, it's, you're on the phone with like, you you get a few drinks in me and I will, I honestly, if you'll indulge me for one quick story at my first combine, um, I had a little bit of fun at the bars yeah, and with, with some friends of mine and all that kind of stuff, some reporters, some coaches that I knew all that. Uh, I didn't quite, remember this when I woke up the next day, but I woke up to my phone and in my phone was actually all these notes about tight ends. And I had talked to the Miami Dolphins tight ends coach for like a half an hour in this bar. And I don't really recall the conversation, but I had all these really great notes. And so you were drunk taking tight end notes. Yes. That's, that's a, what I do when woot. I do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, woot. look at what we got sitting here. I mean, come on. I know like the bears, the bears need to hire her. Right for the, for the next I, receiving I just, tight end. Right? I can't <laughs> let. I, I I mean I should sit here and be like, oh yeah, we're just having this normal Bears after dark football conversation. But at at point at just so sometimes I got to stop and like just underline the insanity that, that is you and your football knowledge and your passion and your love for the sport and which is which is that's why it's passion. awesome to have you that here. Is passion. Yeah, it is. That, that's it's passion, right? Who who else is talking about tight ends? Position specific stuff, you know, different things like that. That's I mean, that's top of the line right there. Hats, top line. Hats off to you. Right. Wow. Hats Belichick, off to you. Belichick level. Hey, <laughs> all right, Wood. I got I got a trivia question for you. There is one game. There is, and, and you can go after this, by the way. We, and we love you. I appreciate it. You're always making time. Uh, there's one game this week that features two teams that are actually over 500. Without look, uh, I could. I guess that's it's probably too difficult of a, to ask you that you would know the actual schedule. But there's only it's just kind of amazing when you look at what's going on in the league right now. There's one game this week where both teams are over 500. Do you have any idea what it is? Is it Philly's game? It is not Philly's game. The Eagles okay. are playing the two and five Steelers. Okay. You've got uh, it's the six and one New York Giants at the four and three Seattle Seahawks. Most teams would you would have thought the Giants would be one and six of the C or, or three and four maybe Daniel Jones Geno Smith, right? And everybody else, every other game, Packers Bills Packers are three and four Bills are sitting at five and one. Every other team, the Browns are two and five with the Bengals four and three. The Rams are playing the 49ers. San Francisco's under 500, three and four. Uh, I, you know, it's it's all across the league. The Patriots are three and four. That's not exactly a huge shock, but it's still even with that name there. There a lot of people like the Raiders, two and four. A lot of some people there was a you know people had the Cardinals as a dark horse, three and four. Uh, it's just so I I don't you know. Atlanta's a surprising three and four. The Broncos are a stunning two and five. People thought they would be five and two. I, I don't know what to make of any of this right now in your early NFL, but what's your take? 
Yeah, so so my take is like this. You, you look at the Giants, and and Carm, we've talked about this, right? Like the Giants are what the what I thought the Bears would be, right? A team that plays great defense, that runs the football, that kind of has a quarterback that's just trying to figure things out, that will take the pressure off them with the game planning. So hats off to the Giants, what they've been able to do coaching-wise, right? Because if you look at the talent on the roster and everyone's like, Oh, they're so much better than the Bears. No, they're really not. Like, you know, you, you can make arguments for anything, but our rushing attack is, is just as powerful as theirs, right? They, Saquon is, is a once-in-a-generation type of talent. But you look at what Montgomery and Herbert are doing together, they're pretty similar to what the Giants and, and the Bears have been up there rushing the ball. And then you look at defensively, right, what they've been able to do, right? Kavion Thibodeau, he, he's, he's been up and down. He hasn't played that much. Uh Lawrence has had a pretty good season, but nobody expected that. They really do not have the the talent and the weapons that everyone's talking about. What separates them right now is the coaching, right? And that's what I was hoping from the Bears, right? Ibrahim and company, Luke Getze, Alan Williams, they'd have great game plans to kind of shield the deficiencies. And I think that's a mark of great coaches, right? Because the Giants don't have any playmakers really at the receiver position. You know, they have Saquon, but teams can plan for that. But they're putting Daniel Jones and company in a position to succeed. And that's that's why. You look, even look at G, Geno Smith, right? Guy's been a career backup, you know, that's played a little bit for the Jets. And everyone says, oh, he can't play. He can't be a starter. But Seattle is putting him in a position to succeed. So that's the mark of a great coach. And guess he showed that last week against the Patriots, right? This, this, this was the New York Giants. This, this is the same game plan that we saw against the Patriots what the Giants have been doing, right? Playing great defense, relying on a rushing game, 243 yards rushing, right, to their 260 yards of total offense. You know, making turnovers, limiting your turnovers. That's exactly what we saw, right? So going forward, how are we going to build off that, right? Because I think that's that's the motto for this Bears team, you know? I'm not expecting them to win a Super Bowl, but I, I think, honestly, if they have the same game plan that they had last week, I think they can win potentially nine games and people might say I'm crazy or whatever, but if they have that same game plan where they highlight Justin Fields strengths, they take the pressure off the offensive line, rely on that run game and play great rush defense, right? Rush defense, because when you can't stop the run, teams can be two dimensional and then they work the play action and the thing gets, gets out of hand. So that's what I want to see going forward. And I think they can beat the Cowboys this week. I, I have them beating the Cowboys. Ooh, Dak Prescott is not ready right now. You look last week, he should have threw three picks. He's not ready. I'm telling you, his thumb is not there. You know, if he didn't get hurt or whatnot, maybe it'd be a different story. But if Luke Gessie can have that game plan, right, get Justin Fields on the move. Let's work the run game. Let's get some of those things. If we can stop the run, Dak Prescott, is, is we could have some turnovers against him. He showed last week that he's rusty. Woot. You just you just got me fired up. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm gonna make the Bears yeah. my sexy pick of the week. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Carm. The Silver let's go. Fox, man. I thought you were George Clooney out there. I mean I mean this this is just I I, 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 I this chat tonight might might send me into a whole you know, I used to dye this thing every now and then. You got a, you got a little action going on up top. I, I, I added some things to yeah, the hair. Yeah, I might I might have I to added. I might have to take a little bit I, of. The I got great I got grays too. You know, I'm 35. I'm getting old out here in these streets. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> you know, the hair the hair ain't what it used to be, man. It's getting it's, great. But at least it, I got it. it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Hey, Woot. Uh, when do we see you next Sunday, Monday? What do we got? We're gonna be Monday. Monday in the studio with you guys. So uh, can't wait.
Can't wait. All right. Looking forward to it, my man. Yep. Fingers crossed we're talking about a win. All right, Carm. Thanks, thanks, Corey. Appreciate you. Love Corey. Bye. Uh, (laughs) Woot, 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 the hell woot. All right, shout out to uh, Game Time Tickets and the Game Time app right here as I'm looking – uh, if you're in the neighborhood right now, you go last minute uh, Blackhawks situation right now. Some great values for you in the last second. And then the Sixers are coming in on Saturday night. Uh, sixth row behind the bucket right now for. Uh, I use, I'm use i using the Game Time app to take my niece and nephew to Bluey all live on stage. When is that? In December. It's, for, their, it's for Christmas. What is it? Um, Bluey is a kid's show, a and they're doing a live action Bluey. And I use the Game Time app. To look at tickets. That's in, right. And the Game Time app is the hottest new ticketing site where you can go to Bluey. No, Bragg, stop. Bluey, 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 and or Bulls or Blackhawks or Bears. No better deals than right here. Game Time app created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. Best way to support us, buying your tickets through the link in the description. Check out the link in the description. Hook up the Game Time. Get yourself going. And yes, the best value right here with Game Time. You will be so damn happy that you did. Uh, what does Braggs want to talk about? Can we talk about Carmi V? No, no, we can't. Complete tr- Oh, we talking about the Vikings Steve, thing. Come on, what side? Whose side are you on? Braggs has been Slack messaging me uh, during the show, oh, and my God. I'm gonna. I don't Braggs. know if I'm stuck on your toes here, but Braggs. he did send this to me. So, so. So it is, is yes. so you're, 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 what's going on with you in the Minnesota Vikings? Let's just ask it like that. I was officially welcomed to Minnesota Vikings Twitter today, and that was awesome. Are you? I cover the NFC North for Fox Sports. I am a journalist. You, you and the way de- that my job is set up. Yeah, you sound defensive. I don't know why, why are you defensive about because this? Because I, because Bragg's comment came at me on Twitter. He said, watch yourself. There it is. There it is. So... Minnesota Vikings fans now like you because you cover their team. Yeah, it's really nice. And the and and you also picked them to win the North. I, I and I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. You picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I did. You, I did before the season. Before the season. Okay, and are you sticking with that right now? Yeah. Really? Sure. All right. Can I? What? Well, five and one. I don't know. They, they, Not, there's because like, because they played one team with a winning record and they got killed. No, because I like the adjustments I'm seeing out of Kevin O'Connell, and I like what their offense is starting to do and how it's starting to click. And I think that after this, you know, bye week, they're going to come. I'm, I'm very interested to see how they play against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. But I, I like them. I think they are a good team. I really like Justin Jefferson. He's one of my favorite players in the league. And um, I am going to stick with it because a representative from the I'm North t- would I'm be not great. Tell- I'm not telling you not to stick with it. Okay, well, you I'm abs- sticking with it. And, and what I say obviously doesn't matter. You live your life. But uh, <laughs> I'm also saying that just, you know, for argument's sake here, I wouldn't feel overly comfortable with your Vikings prediction. I Whatever. am impressed by their their executive director of player health and performance, Tyler Williams, after reading a piece on the old ESPN.com today. Do you know what oh, that is? No, no, I have not read this piece. Okay, so Tyler Williams, he advocated... He advocated for a short stay in their trip to London 
All right. Mm. And so they went late. Remember, we, yeah. we, we talked about that at one point. They yeah. like, that's not a good plan. Yeah. They were there. We for did se- that with the box. Yeah. While well, they were there for 70 hours, he gave yep. him a st- he gave a step by step presentation to the players for acclamation on both sides of the trip. Yep. They also came back and beat the Bears after that because yep. we were hoping that their whole London thing was going to mess them up and the Bears were going to get them. We should have gotten them. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset on the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad right now. Uh, I love you, Amir. Still still think about you in a positive way, even though Sorry, man, that happened. Um, he, this, dude, this dude, Mr. Williams, gave them recommendations. When to sleep, when to push through, when to ingest caffeine, when to utilize melatonin. Melatonin, yep. They, they did. I mean, it's it's kind of impressive. It's a science. And then like those, those they're using sport. There, Kevin O'Connell is using sport science. Yes. They went when they went down to Miami. They had the players. They were hydrating a week in advance. Yeah. Okay, I, that's upper level type of stuff here. Uh, the game was played in 86 degree heat. The organization they rented air conditioned benches and asked staffers to hold a portable canopy over the players where possible. Yeah. Vikings go going next level here, man. I, yeah, and I really appreciate it. I just I it was it was it was cool. It was very cool of Vikings Twitter to welcome me like they did today. And uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun this year. Yeah, well, you know you know what you should do for them, by the way, is what what you should do is is you should go to FOCO and and, and you should you should get them some a hoodie, a slipper, a sign, a bobblehead, anything in between, even for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Foco I don't is. Think I can afford that for all the Vikings Twitter. Well, There's a lot of give, them. Just 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 a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> Foco's the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Uh, looking for that perfect gift for the football fan or your Minnesota Viking fan on Twitter. Foco's <laughs> got you covered. Uh, check out Foco F O C O dot com or click the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use that promo code C. H-G-O, and you got yourself 10% off. Can we play? I know you got to get out of here, and, and, and people are probably sick of us by now. Um, Steven, you're not. You want to be here all night, I can, I can tell. I got Blackhawks post. I'm going to be here all night either way. Oh, oh okay. boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I want to play one more video. Okay. Either Dominique Robinson and his, his salute to, uh, uh, to Robert Quinn and or Cole Komet on who he wants to win – the World Series, either Dusty and or Schwarber. What's your pick? I want to hear Dom. You want to hear Dom? Okay. I want to hear Dom. Let's, let's hear Dom. Dominique Robinson uh, waxing. Sorry, Braggs. Just speaking very nicely about, uh, yeah, our guy Robert Quinn. Let, let, let's, let's give Robert a little love here. What, what, what was uh, your most favorite thing about having him as a teammate? Oh, man. My most favorite thing was him uh, on third downs. He wanted to rush, and he would let that be known. <laughs> so I ain't gonna give the give our cause away, but he wanted one. He only wanted one, and he just wanted to rush. So there's something about him that he's just kind of a different dude. That there for guys to really appreciate him on that level. I mean, I know you guys are all you know good teammates, but there's something something different about him. Yeah, man, Rob was genuine, man. He very quiet, honestly, and I, I said this earlier. There's a few other people. Me and him, I, I see I see a lot of similarities in myself and Rob. You know, I don't speak much. I very I'm state of my own. Like I don't mind sitting at home by myself. I'm not saying he does that, but like I see that in him where I'm like, man, we got some similarities where I just I'm cool with being myself and that's what that's how he was. He's very cool with being himself. He really didn't care what people said and things like that. And he went on about his day, so 
Yeah. How do you not put more pressure on yourself? With, uh, hey, you better step in like there's an opportunity and all that. I mean, man, people gonna say what they want to say. Uh, you just gotta go play. Like football ain't changed just because Rob left. Football is still football. We just gotta go out and make plays, and we've been making plays. You know what I mean? So now I just have more of an opportunity to make plays because you know reps might be a little distributed a little better, a little I mean a little more. So I mean. And there we go. Locker room was getting hot at that point. Music was being played. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's our guy, Dom Rob. First class dude, Dom Rob. Yeah, he seems great. Yeah, I'm I, mean, a, I haven't had a chance, chance to talk to him as much, but I want to. Yeah, he's get on out. Do do yourself some hell yeah, or something. I will. I'll be there in a couple. In not not this next week, but the week after. What's the next game you're covering? Uh, well, the next game I'm covering is actually in Detroit, and yeah, then yeah. and then I'm coming back and doing Bears. Who the Lions got? Uh, they are playing. I forget who no pressure. Playing. Is yeah, it this? Is this? Is it this Sunday? No, it's not this Sunday. I'm okay. not going this Sunday. Okay, it's next Sunday. Okay, the sixth. You're going. I haven't. I haven't thought that far. <laughs> You're all over the place. Uh, hey, uh, one one thing at a time. When uh, when Cairo Santos is lining up for the onside kick on Sunday, all right, and uh, you know chances oh, of regaining that possession are slim, and you're getting nervous. Stakes are high, tensions higher, your pulse is racing, he kicks, you watch the ball. Yeah, make every feel even remotely as exciting as I just brought it to yeah, you. Yeah, you did. With DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet, 5 bucks. And you get $200 in free bets if your team wins. I told you to put 5 bucks on the Bears last week against the Patriots. And I think maybe at least one person out there listened to me. Do it this week against Dallas or go another direction. Uh, but bottom line, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays. If you want to get involved this weekend and perhaps you want to do a little... Maybe, maybe you love the Bears and the Cowboys and you wanted to... I don't know. A lot of options out there. You want to, uh, Bears fans, you want to go against Green Bay, or maybe you want to, maybe you want to ride the Detroit Lions out of nowhere against the Dolphins at home this week, by the way, uh, just to let you know, Carmi V. Okay. Okay. You're, you're, you'll be seeing the, uh, you'll, you'll be seeing, you got the Packers. That's right. I forgot it was a division game. That, that's, yeah, that's, Lions, a, that, that's, that's a fun trip right there. I, I just got jealous. Uh, yeah, stepped up, same game parlays. Hit it up here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code CHGO. Do we leave anything on the table? Is there anything you want to say? No, because you guys you gave me you gave me an appropriate amount of flack. I did. The, the, you the, the, as in the collective year. I, I, I didn't. That was all brags and everybody out there everybody who doesn't else. like. Don't be disappointed in me, guys. I live here. I just have to cover every team. You, you, everybody, everybody appreciates the living daylights out of you and what you bring to the table here at CHGO and at Fox Sports and wherever else you go in your football life, Carmi V. <sighs> Steven, thanks for producing. Thanks, Steven. Uh, appreciate everybody in the chat as per always. You guys are Awesome every damn time. And uh, except for you, Greg Braggs, you have a good night, though. And we are back with pregame on Sunday on the Bears World at 11. And then let's hopefully be talking about a win after that. 
damn it, Micah Parsons, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Jerry, plays. Jerry Jones and company. Uh, a lot of fun tonight, as per always. Bears After Dark, back next week at 6.30. Put that on your calendar as well. Everybody have a great night.